0: Just to say, like, I also, I'm very emotional about strategy. Strategy is a word that scares a lot of people. I love strategy. A lot of people feel like they're not smart enough to be strategic or Mm. to develop a strategy. The thing about a good strategy, everybody, is A, it's not rocket science. It's meant to be understood by all. And B, it can be executed. Because if you freaking do a strategy that's just up in the air, And nobody with their feet on the ground can get it or do it. It's not a good strategy. Louder
1: for the people in In the back.
0: Hi everyone, this is Marilyn.
1: And this is Raya.
0: And you're listening to Who Run The World. A show where two best friends come together to talk about what's on their minds and the minds of their peers. And today, Razie, we're going to be talking about what's on my mind and the mind of many of my peers.
1: Especially your team.
0: And all of the leaders that we support through our work at Cosmic Centaurs. And that is...
1: The Cosmic
0: Conference. That is right. Year four in the making.
1: For people who don't know, we take two steps back. Totally. Can you say, what is Cosmic Centaurs? Absolutely. For new peeps who are here. And the second thing is what's a cosmic conference? Go.
0: So I started Cosmic Centers in April of 2020 after losing my job to the pandemic. I came home, I slept for three days, I woke up, and I said, let's start a company. And I decided that I wanted to build a company to allow me to do what I enjoyed the most about all the jobs I had had up till that point, which is to build great organizations. And I wanted to help other leaders who were mindful and intentional about how they designed and operated their companies to get support. And so I started Cosmic Centaurs. The name is a bit of a joke around the fact that during the pandemic, as we were all wearing corporate shirts and pajama bottoms, we looked like centaurs.
1: Corporate centaurs.
0: That's right. And so we are what you call an organizational development consultancy, which means that while we are consultants, we do not help leaders to come up with their market strategy but rather their organizational strategy and that's really fancy spiel to say that the people who come to us are leaders who are clear on their vision for where their company should go and they sense that their organization is struggling to deliver on that and they want to bring someone in to help them both diagnose the problem come up with a solution and implement the change needed to make it work
1: i love ceo marilyn
0: do you like me in my pitch mode? I love it. Do you also love me in my bitch mode?
1: Sometimes yes, sometimes no.
0: And crazy to answer <laughs> <laughs> the last part of your question to answer the last part of your question. What is the Cosmic Conference? What is it? The Cosmic Conference is a yearly conference that we put together. We started the first one in July 2020. I think we were the first people that I know of to do a conference about the future of work. It was pretty nuts. And ever since we've kept it as a yearly tradition. Where, you know, we try to sense what the leaders that we're supporting are troubled by, you know, every year. And so the first year was the future of work, where it was nobody knew what the hell was going on, how long we we're going to be working from home, everything was broken and we needed some perspective. Second year was the future of teams, because people were trying to figure out how to put their teams back together. Last year was all about redesigning the employee experience because it was an employee market and they had their pick. And this year, Rezi, we picked a new, very different dimension to our work, which is all about strategy and strategy execution. And can you tell
1: for the people in the back how long this conference is this year?
0: (laughs) We like to make our lives harder progressively every year. So year one was six panels, two days. Year two was eight panels, two workshops a week. Year three was three weeks long, one live event every day and one in-person opening event. And this year we're doing five weeks.
1: Five weeks. That's right. Is an event five weeks or is a marathon five
0: weeks? That's a really great question. It's not a sprint for sure. I mean, I understand why conferences happen over a condensed period of time because people often travel to go to them. And so if you're going to get a ticket and go somewhere, you want to get the maximum in the shortest amount of time. Mm -hmm. But the conferences that we design are not to be flown to. Therefore, the people who are in the country where they're being hosted. Fair. And so we don't find that the leaders that we want to work with are the kind of leaders who have that kind of availability. Fair. They might be willing to give two to three hours to something that's on their mind, but they don't have two days to spend mm-hmm. in a row. And so we designed it in a way that we feel is the most user-friendly. Okay. Every week is a different theme. There's one in-person event, which is roughly three hours total. There are online. LinkedIn Lives, articles, frameworks, you can consume this conference as you will. And we'll, a little
1: bit later in the episode, we will dive in into how do you organize a conference? What are the emotions that come up <laughs> when you organize a conference? Because I find that very impressive and I find Thanks. event planning impressive and terrifying at the same time. As someone who's organized events, been to events, Yeah, it's a lot.
0: But let's take a step back. Let's indeed. Let's talk about the
1: present. And -hmm. this year's conference is about strategy.
0: Yeah, and particularly strategy implementation or execution. Yes. Why?
1: Why did you choose that? Why did you feel that there was a need for that? Because you said every year you locate whatever the need is. Is that something that you saw that your clients needed? And so you said, okay, we're going to do strategy. Or is it something, is it a recurring theme that you're seeing?
0: A couple of reasons there. One is, we've had many clients come to us and say, I feel like the middle management in my organization is not strategic. They're being very tactical. They're very short-sighted. They've lost their ability to think to mid to long term. Can you help us bring that skill back into the game? We've also seen a lot of companies where in 2020, they developed a strategic plan that was adapted to those times and they gave themselves about a three-year horizon. And for a lot of those companies, those plans are coming to their end, right? They're coming to 2023. Okay, we're really past the pandemic now. It's time for a new plan. But they're also realizing that, and that this is often the case, that there's a disconnect between the strategic choice and vision of an organization and then the ability of that organization to actually put the initiatives into motion that will allow you to realize that strategy.
1: Is the issue that the people who come up with the vision and the strategy are in one room and the people who are executing are in another room? Or often is another challenge? Because a lot of times you have a five-year strategy, two-year strategy, one-year strategy, or strategy for 2024. I mean, you
0: should almost never have a one-year strategy, but we can talk about sure. it. Sure. But you have
1: a strategy that goes for a period of
0: time uh-huh.
1: that typically is long. That's not in the next three days we need to like have yeah. accomplish this yeah. vision. And therefore, because of the length and because you're executing a lot of things to make that strategy come true, you might lose sight of why you're doing what you're doing or is it a bit of everything?
0: It's all of those things and more. Obviously, strategy is never as clean cut as what I'm about to say because... It's an iterative process. Things change as you go. It's not like all clean and simple. But if you did want to create a mental model for how one develops and brings to life a strategy, Mm -hmm. everything from the strategy experimentation, so having a theory about a certain strategic choice and putting together small experiments to allow you to validate that theory to actually making that strategic choice to then implementing it, Every step of that way requires collaboration, communication, bottom-up and top-down decisions, discussions, data. And everything you just said is one of the things that can go wrong in that process. It's it's things that we've often
1: seen go wrong, right? Like in many of the companies I've worked for, one or all of those things have happened at the same time.
0: I think the data point for large companies is that less than a third actually state that they have realized their. Described strategies, and in smaller businesses, I think it's like in SME is it's less than five percent mm-hmm. that actually hit the, the targets they've set for themselves, and anything can go wrong in that process from setting the wrong targets, making the wrong strategic choice, but also sometimes you make the right strategic choice or theoretically the right one, and then your organization just fails to bring it to life, because conceptually, strategy is a choice about how you want to position yourself and where. Is strategy your North Star or the North Star is
1: established and then you create a strategy? What comes
0: first? No, the strategy
1: comes first because before the
0: North Star. Like you can't say we're going to grow by 200%. Now let's figure out. I mean, you can, but that's stupid.
1: So you can't put a goal first. You put the strategy and then the goal comes?
0: Because I thought it was the other way around. Because I was. That's the idea is that these things are in constant interplay. But the thing mm. is that where the fuck do you plug the goal out of thin air? Because there's a difference between saying, oh, next year we're gonna grow 10%, which is just incremental growth. It's yeah. not a new strategy. Yeah. Versus, well, this product that we used to sell is gonna start, you know, either flattening or or declining. Mm-hmm. And we have this whole new way of selling, a whole new set of people we wanna sell to, a whole new set of products, a different pricing approach. That kind of choice, mm-hmm. you make the choice first because you think that. That's where you want to play and that's how you want to win. So that's a framework by Roger Martin. Okay. And then, of course, you build the model. But the model will also tell you what your goal, you know, feasibly can be. Yes. Right? Because there's supply and demand, because Mm -hmm. you need to project things. Like, yes, you can say, I want to double our sales next year. But then the question is, like, is there a market for you to double your sales? But
1: my point is many organizations, that's what they do. Right? They say, I want
0: to do this.
1: Give me a strategy how I can do it.
0: Yeah, and that's it's okay to start there. Look into the strategic choices and find that they will not get you there. Maybe you revise your goal. And it's like this back and forth is a continuous loop in many okay. ways. So we like to think of them as like it's this step and then that step. But it's not so linear. And a lot of companies fail at managing this process. And the idea is that even when you've set your goals and your yeah. strategic choice, the process of... Defining your strategic priorities and initiatives, cascading them to the organization, and then creating the appropriate process and rhythm for the organization to feed back data into the system and say, well, actually, we were wrong about this assumption. This strategy won't work. Mm -hmm. We need to change our mind, like in the execution of it. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes what happens is like we do a strategy. We're like, Mabruk, here's your strategy. And then we don't revisit. But what's also interesting is that we call this strategic planning. But for most organizations, it's what you could call operational planning. Because you're not changing your strategy. You're just saying how you're going to bring that strategy to life next year. Yes. What's, for what's most the companies. iteration,
1: the, disp- the things that change, the things that you're going
0: to continue? Yeah, but it's just on your operations. The you're more resources you need, the budget Your you need. strategy. Yes. Like you work for Spotify. Yeah. Spotify didn't suddenly decide this year to change their business model. They still make money in the same way.
1: Yes, we're not selling shoes all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for many I agree. years,
0: the strategy is relatively the same, and it should be. By the way, it's called your strategic horizon. Yes. So this idea that every year we have to rethink the strategy is a little bit dumb, and it comes from a misuse of the word strategic planning, because you're not yeah. doing strategic planning; you're doing operational planning, and that's all about how to execute. Yeah, because an existing at strategy. the end of
1: the day, you're, we're all going towards the same thing, that doesn't change. It like doesn't the go- change the every The goalpost doesn't change every time, but as we execute, we get more information right. and therefore need to tweak things here and there. From an operational point of view. Where people not get it wrong, where it gets icky, and you use this word, so I will use it again, is a communication. For sure. And it's the way of how the strategy is communicated. So a lot of times, a certain group of people will put the strategy together and then they'll like, send the slides over to the execution team. Like, this is what we're doing. Go for it.
0: And some companies, you're lucky if you even get the slides. Exactly. I've seen companies where this strategy is not in the hands of its employees. Which is nuts. Which is fucking insane. Absolutely it's like nuts. confidentiality. Confidentiality from who? I mean, they're going to do Your it. Your competition? Okay, fine. But who's going to build this?
1: Exactly. So that's one. Or, on the other hand, because, you know, sometimes the execution team is too much in the nitty-gritty. They cannot see the bigger picture because they need... They're tactical, right? They need to do one, two, three, four yeah. during the year. And so when they're doing the strategy, it's like, okay, but can we take a step back? Where are we, What are we actually doing this for? Mm-hmm, Why mm-hmm. are we executing this? And so
0: either side of things, things can get lost yeah, or I missed. Mean, the so, tenets of good strategy execution include great internal comms. Yes. They include great project management. They include great processes, amazing KPIs. What are some things that people
1: can take or think about strategy from, whether they're playing video games of their life? You even have a strategy. I, I'm guessing to like raise your child. Like, I wish I
0: did. I can't say that I do.
1: <laughs> but you have, but, but the, right, like my this.
0: my strategy is keep her alive exactly, well fed.
1: There you maybe go. Maybe
0: educated. There you go. That's not a strategy, but sure. <laughs> what what the process by which you make good strategic decisions? or choices for your organization which is good decision making process is is transferable to any decision that you make from data collection experimentation using many different methods to assess potential outcomes which you know in strategy you can also call scenario planning mm-hmm. intentionality discipline in executing that decision understanding the trade-offs communicating them to those who are impacted I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good fundamental elements of decision-making that should sit across any decision you make. Just to say, like, I also, I'm very emotional about strategy. Strategy is a word that scares a lot of people. I love strategy. A lot of people feel like they're not smart enough to be strategic or to Mm. develop a strategy. The thing about a good strategy, everybody, is A, it's not rocket science. It's meant to be understood by all. And B, it can be executed. Because if you freaking do a strategy that's just up in the air and nobody with their feet on the ground can get it or do it, it's not a good strategy. Louder for the people in In the the back. back. Literally. This upsets me. (laughs) Because (laughs) we often, like, humanity has decided to give the grand prize to the ideas people. But they don't give the grand prize to the people who show up every damn day and have the discipline mm-hmm. to execute, to measure, to mm-hmm. course correct, to restart. I think that's bull. And that's why I get emotional about this
1: stuff. Oh, you're totally right. And there's always this um, ambition to be the visionary person, the person with the vision
0: yeah. of seeing
1: things. And you know listen. what they
0: call people with vision who can't execute? Deluge. Literally. Yeah. They're nuts. There
1: is this overhyping. Of those people, because you have these founders of these companies. But guess what? What made them cool is they were they, execute they executed like it,
0: motherfuckers. Exactly. I and
1: mean, I, it's not a fun story to tell or a fun conversation yeah, it's just to say. Yeah, not a good soundbite. How did I every day show up, open my laptop, and do sit this one down, small thing that was going to make every it work. day, every single day? So, what's the strategy for planning <laughs> the conference on strategy?
0: So, two things. On the one hand. We always say, like, we measure our success not just by revenue. You know, a lot of companies, especially in the consulting space, like, you'll say, like, you know, we doubled sales or we increased our headcount from this number to that one. Like, that's how they measure success. For us, we measure success by how many people we've been able to help improve their workplace or organization. And part of that is a lot of the stuff that we learned through the high paying consulting work, we then kind of convert into pieces of knowledge and we publish on our site. So our site we're we're a four-year-old seven-person company but our site has more than 230 articles mm-hmm. and it has more than 25 worksheets that you can download for free that are tools that we use in our actual consulting work. And the conference is one more of those building blocks of how can we be curious and learn together with our community and have that knowledge be publicly available? On the other hand, it's of course a great way to meet potential clients, potential partners, and to be part of the conversation and, and to position ourselves in terms of the work that we do, right? How does it really feel
1: organizing all of this? How are you feeling? It
0: depends which week you ask me that question.
1: Give us some behind. Typically about the three scenes. weeks till
0: the kickoff of the event, that's when I have like my highest panic. I mean, I say panic, I'm not I don't look panicked. But um, it's the moment where I'm like, we are totally not on time with anything. So, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will. Because I also think like building in public and being open about what it's like to actually be in a company of our size and be building is we announced the conference publicly before we had a single speaker confirmed. So, so there's a bit of like madness, you could call it risk taking. Hubris, I don't
1: know, but it's also like announcing it, and making it public means you have to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you, know, you have like to find someone. The
0: fire under our asses, but I'd like to get to a place one year where we <laughs> don't have to, uh, <laughs> where we don't have to be so extreme. Next year, the conference is going to be a
1: year. <laughs>
0: few speakers confirmed, and you know, at least one venue. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so living on the edge over here. So. I think there's always a moment in the, in the lead up to the conference where I'm like, we are totally not ready. And I never know if we end up being ready because of this or if we were going to be ready anyways. And I just had my moment. But things have moved.
1: I want to zoom in a little bit on the individual events. Yep. Uh, so I went to the Cosmic Conferences live in person or away from keyboard, as you like <laughs> to say, event, Last year. Uh, which was amazing. Thank you. And I've been to events in general, some good, some okay, Mm -hmm. some not so good. And if I were to pinpoint what makes the difference between a good and a bad event is the connections you feel at the event and the way it's designed so that you can make those connections and also hearing nuggets and things that will make you think to maybe action something new in your life.
0: That'll inspire different leadership.
1: A lot of work. Is done to make an event feel seamless Mm -hmm. and to have these moments and this intentionality. So how do you do that or put that together? Or how much do you guys actually think about that going in?
0: No, we're actually very, very we're very intentional about a few things. One, we're very intentional about generosity. You know, someone described our all of our events as like warm. We want people to feel like they're welcome, they're seen, we know their name. We've taken care to make sure that the environment is friendly and intuitive to them. We also really pay attention to key moments. And I think there are moments like what happens when you first walk in? What happens the minute after you're done registering and you're kind of looking around and you're a bit like, "Ah, do I talk to someone? Do I just sit down? What happens... Not just in terms of your learnings during the sessions and the sessions themselves, we really try to be very thoughtful in how we moderate them, how we bring, you know, if we're doing a panel discussion, making sure that each panelist is authentic and is given space and their story shines, but also the interstitial moments in between sessions where we turn them into moments for human connection, but also the closing, what happens when you leave. And I think the music, like, Every little thing is not left to coincidence. And I think there's a couple of books that I read that have really inspired that for us. One is called The Power of Moments and the other is called The Art of Gathering. And I think both are about being clear about the intention of that specific event. We use a very simple framework. Um, It's, you know, do, think, feel, know. And for every single event that we host, We document this. Like, what do we want people to do when they leave? What knowledge do we want them to have acquired? How do we want them to feel during and walking, right? And what do we want them to think, of course, because they've learned something new. And we write that down. And I think the intentionality behind this means even the gifts that we give as giveaways or whatever, like, we're very specific and we do take the time to plan them.
1: I like the think-feel. No, no, and do do yeah so I don't think we've mentioned the date of the one this kicks off by the way that's true we haven't sorry guys so it's October 6th that's right
0: October 6th is our opening event then we have our second week's event I think is on the 17th of October Mm -hmm. and it's in Saudi and then we have three events in Dubai every week after that
1: we sign off yes we right. wanted to have a little debate with you okay two kinds of people style
0: tell me what's the
1: debate of the day i have one okay at an event yeah do you speak to one person and develop one connection <laughs> or yeah do you spread like wildfire i'm the one person
0: person i'm the one person person i cannot I don't do superficial relationships. I can't fucking do small talk. Unlike you. I mean, you could like pluck 16 questions out of thin air. I'm not that person. I need to be genuinely connected and interested to be able to have that conversation.
1: Did you say I'm not genuinely connected? to people? I
0: think you're much more capable of superficial small talk than I am. Oh yeah, I could do superficial small talk. That's what I mean. But I also have the deep side of myself. I didn't say the opposite. I just said I'm challenged by that. Mm. And so I always joke that I will leave you know, a conference with one best friend. And the last conference I went to, I gave myself a big ass challenge that over two days, I'd had to speak to five different people. And that was me really pushing myself. Are you the butterflying kind of person? Cause you gotta explain this to me. Cause like I don't know how the fuck this works. Like I don't know how to. In- so this I don't is... know how to start the conversation. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to leave someone hanging to go say hi to this other person. Like it's Leaving someone all is my very easy. Red buttons. They don't. It's this, not working. This is the
1: way I see it. Leaving someone is easy, but also it is. You yeah. be like, Okay. Well, it's I need nice to go to the ba- to you, Bye. I need to go to the bathroom. Or will you excuse me? I see someone over there that I need to go say hi to. Oh my god, to.
0: that like I would feel so bad doing that to someone. It's been done to me many
1: times. I've done I'm it. to sure people. I'm sure it has.
0: It's been done to me too, and I never felt good about it, so I don't do it to anybody. But this is the caveat. I will not be the first person. This to leave. is the caveat.
1: You don't need to leave by making the person feel like shit. So it's also the post event messaging the people saying like, "Nice to meet you. Would love to have coffee." Da 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 da. That also kind of. Is important. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm not about like I once went to an event with someone, and their thing was to get everyone's business card. I'm not in the business of doing that because I, can't I think even that's reconnect stupid. the business
0: card to the face. I have no exactly. idea.
1: But I also think going to an event and to like fully enjoy the richness of the event, talking to only one person is not enough. And to t- having more than one connection is important. But I also don't think you need to have 40 connections. And so talking to at least 3 to 4 people is kind of what I try to do. How do you pick them? You could tell within like a few questions whether this person is like this So
0: you've spoken to 30 in order to narrow it down to 4. Not 30, you've Whatever. spoken
1: maybe to 5 to narrow it down to 3. You get three good connections, have a good like 40 minute chat with each, and you See this is, is why way.
0: we structure getting to know someone else. We give you a prompt question that you're yes. free to use. That's
1: a good one. Especially if people don't know how to like ask questions and like do that whole thing,
0: or don't know how to pitch themselves and always feel shitty about their answer.
1: Yes, I also I have a fear of getting stuck in one conversation I get FOMO. so I get fear of getting stuck in one conversation. Yes, I'm the
0: opposite. I get jomo. I'm like, thank God, I don't have to go impress twenty other people. No, I actually never.
1: Oh, maybe that's the. Di- I never, in any conversation I enter, feel like I need to impress. And this, it's so funny. I don't have the same thought in dating. <laughs> but in yeah I was like who the fuck are you and where is Rhea no in the working world whatever
0: well Z, thanks for giving me the space to talk about my um, you know unhealthy obsession with academic terms and strategy and geeking out of course
1: so you were listening to who run the world all about the cosmic conference this year, 2023. And you were listening to Marilyn and Rhea. And uh, just as a reminder to everyone, new episodes of who run the world drop every two weeks. So make sure to subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So you don't miss an episode. Also make sure to rate and review the show so we can feel your love. And also for more people to discover us. Cause the more, ratings and reviews we get the more the algo
0: and bumps the more us up.
1: the merrier rhea exactly also make sure to follow us on tiktok and instagram at who run the world pod and voila i think that's pretty much it i've been rambling for
0: a little bit right now yeah, and then that's that's hopefully a wrap because i got a lot of shit to do for this conference
1: and that's probably how people feel when i talk to them at conferences it's like who is this chick and why don't she stop talking